Welcome to Zion Word Ministries International Podcast. We are excited to have you for today's message by Dr. R.L. Davis. If this is your first time here, please stay tuned until after the following message for more information regarding our ministry. But uh, the Apostle Paul had cast out a demon from a lady and uh, she was making much money for her bosses, we could say. And then, because of that, Paul and Silas were beaten and thrown in prison. And then we start in verse 25. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God, and the prisoners heard them. 26, now, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, and so that the foundation of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. Notice with me, they didn't run out. Well, where are you going to go? The best place to be is where God is and where God wants you. So they stayed in the prison. If it had been us, we'd have ran out. But they didn't do it because God was up to something. The keeper of the prisoner waked out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. You see, if the prisoners escaped in those days, you were dead if you were the guard. Which makes me think, why didn't they kill the guards at the tomb of Jesus? They paid him off to lie, this and that, so you know the account. But Paul cried with a loud voice in verse 28, Do yourself no harm, we're all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came and trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Now this is the million dollar question and this has plagued society and the church for thousands of years what must I do to be saved how many want to know well first off there's nothing we can do to be saved except one thing everybody say one thing thing. see God brought this thing down so simple that a good theologian can mess it up. It isn't about the doing to be saved. The next verse gives us the answer. The Bible interprets itself. They said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody say believe. believe. This is all a person has to do. This is all that is required. Of course, you have to have faith to believe, so it, it, it's somewhat... Synonymous, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Can I have the amen from everybody? And because that person believes now, the whole house is open to salvation. You might think you're the only believer in your family, but I got news for the devil. The Lord's not through yet. So let your light shine, live for God and, and watch the Lord Move for your family that's not saved yet. He'll do it. All we're charged to do, all we must do is believe. That is the challenge today. We believe for salvation and we believe after salvation the same way. So believing is the emphasis here. Not any works before, during, or after conversion. 
You see, we don't do good works to maintain our salvation. We simply believe. Now, you can cease to believe and wind up lost, but I suggest we don't do that. We will continue to believe. The question is, what are we believing in or who are we believing in? So Paul, in verse 32 then, after he made this statement, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. So we've got to explain, he had to explain who the Lord Jesus Christ was and is. See, that's the subject. So in verse 32, he said, He spake unto him the word of the Lord. Everybody say the word of the Lord. Lord. Now, what is the word of the Lord? Because you see, the word of the Lord is actually what saved the jailer. God works through the word of the Lord. Amen. So this word believe, let's back up. Everybody say believe again. All right. Uh, Some of the... Greek definitions, uh, to trust. So Paul was telling the jailer to trust in the Lord Jesus, the Christ. Trust on Christ, rely on Christ for salvation, and then trust your spiritual well-being to Him. That's the way, the only thing that God accepts for salvation. And if you want to maintain your salvation, you continue in that same truth. Now, how many trust Jesus today? He's absolutely faithful. It also means to to yield, to obey, and that you're convinced that, see, he is who Paul said he was. So, this takes in the heart of the gospel. So, the word of the Lord is the heart of the gospel and that is the only truth that will bring a person to conversion and salvation. There is no other message that God will accept. Amen. So to meet God's conditions of faith, that's what, that's what he presented. And the jailer certainly did meet the conditions of, of God's conditions of faith. But notice with me, the jailer had a desire. Everybody say desire. He comes and he says... What must I do to be saved? There's that desire. I'm very much concerned when people have no desire to give their lives to Christ. Because as I often say, if they don't give their hearts to Christ, it will be crispy critter time. Or Seth. that. <laughs> he had a desire. Amen. That's what I look for in people. Is there a desire for salvation, which is the greatest message on earth, changes a person's destiny, and brings the abundant life in this realm? Really, our whole life's journey is nothing but preparation to cross the great divide. We're all in school. And the Lord will have his way with us as long as we continue to believe. Do I have any believers in here? Then you can't be lost. You can't be lost as long as you maintain your belief system. So Paul presented this. I'm not going to take time to go to the scriptures, but 
we, we know that you have to repent. That isn't taught today, but repentance is required for forgiveness of sins. So you must accept the truth. And I'm skimming this for the sake of time. Uh, you must receive the new birth. The only way to receive the new birth is to hear the truth, accept the truth, repent of sins, and receive Jesus for who he is. Amen. And what he did for us. So the gospel, we can look at one scripture, Acts 15, 7. The last part of this verse in Acts 15, 7. The Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So when a person hears the word of the Lord, which is the gospel message, if they will believe the word of the Lord, which is the gospel message, then they can. They've given the ability by the Holy Spirit to have faith in Christ, to trust Christ for their eternal well-being. Amen. That's a choice, but the Holy Spirit then also helps us make the right choice. The condition is the gospel must be heard, so that involves truth. Everybody say truth. truth. Now, there are many truths in the word in, in the world. Two plus two equals four, unless you get into the new math. So there are truths, gravity, this and that, but then there's only one truth, the truth of the gospel is the truth. Even Jesus said that the word was truth, and the truth would make us free, of course. So this involves the message of the cross. So Paul presented the crucifixion, which is the very beginning of the manifestation of the gospel message. He also had to present to the jailer the resurrection. Everybody say resurrection. You see, it wasn't enough for Jesus just to die on the cross. He had to be resurrected also because it was prophesied that he would be. Amen. Of course, we know that he was. Then it involved the truth about salvation to all in the house. In other words, a jailer was saved and everybody in his family, everybody worked for him, everybody he was connected to, the door was open for them to receive eternal life. That's a good deal. Amen. That's a great deal. So Paul explained that. He said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall be saved and your household, and your house. Amen. That was the deal. And so when the, when the jailer believed, that, that kicked in because Paul made a decree. Amen. Then he also had to explain a little bit about eternal life. In John 25, 36, hallelujah. John 25, 36 this morning, the last part of that. Matthew 25, 36, I'll get it right. Forgot to put it in my note. No, that's not the one I'm looking for. Uh, 
These shall go into everlasting punishment, but the righteous of the life eternal. So I, I didn't write down the, the scripture verse for that, but it's in Matthew. Anyway, the righteous shall go into life eternal. Okay. Then we go to Mark chapter 10 and verse 17 this morning. The righteous shall go into life eternal. So Paul had to talk a little bit about eternal life. Amen. Eternal life is a wonderful thing. All right. These shall go away in everlasting punishment, but the righteous is life eternal. I'll quote that to you. Matthew 25, 46. Now let's go to Mark 10, 17, please. Okay. To recap, this man came to Jesus in verse 17, and he said, what must I do to be saved? Here it is again. What can I do to inherit eternal life? See, it's always about what can we do, which is a mistake. It's human nature to want to do something to get right with God. Anywhere in the world you go, they're sacrificing, they're doing this and that, some type of worship, but God rejects it because it's not his way. And so the Lord told him to basically sell all he had and give it to the poor and follow him, and, and the man left because he was rich. So that one thing, he was rich. And verse 30, 23, it talks about it's hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. But then, verse 26, they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, who can be saved? See? So Jesus said it was hard for a rich man to be saved. So the disciples asked the question, well then, who can be saved if they're also out? And, of course, the Lord said, with men it's impossible, but with God, in verse 27, all things are possible. So yes, rich people can be saved, but... They can't trust in the riches to be saved. See, it's all about the message. God wants us to have prosperity. Certainly he does. But if it will cause you to backslide, then no, he won't. He won't do it. Amen. Your soul is more important than a few dollars. Okay. John 6, 28 now. This is one of the shortest messages on record. What shall we do? We might work the works of God. John 6, 28. See, after the fact of salvation, now we want to do something for God. Well, certainly we should all want to do something for God, okay? That, that's normal. But then doing something for God does not add to your salvation. You're saved by faith and grace and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works. Not of works before the cross or after the cross. It's not of works. Now, we should do good works. That's, that's true. But not to gain favor with God. And not to try to get God to do something for us. He's already done. Everything he's going to do for us. Amen. But they ask the question, what, what can we do to work the works of God? And the next verse is so, such a revelation. Yes. Jesus said to them, this is the work of God that you believe on whom he has sent. So here again, the focal point must be believing in Jesus the Lord. Amen. Yes. Got any believers in here? Amen. This is all God asks. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. 
for salvation. You want to work the works of God? Then believe on Him who God sent. Amen. This is all God asks for. Nothing else. If we believe, then we will maintain our walk with the Lord and receive heaven as our home. Praise God. So I want to encourage you all today, this next year coming up, to continue to cultivate your belief system. We grow by grace and knowledge of the Lord. This is the reason you need to do the will of God after you come into the body of Christ, the church. Amen. Amen. The will of God is very simple. Billy was on it in Africa and and Will and and different ones over the years. Uh, Of course, church attendance. Amen. Church attendance, not optional. Tithes and offerings, highly recommended. Study the Word of God. Not optional. Study show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rather dividing the Word of Truth. Study. Well, how do I study? Start. That's like saying, well, 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 how do I pray? Just start. If you can pray, you can teach and you can preach. Because we pray the Word. Amen. Which is the way we pray. We learn these truths, which is the general will of God. It's the same for everybody that's born again, without exception. Amen. So the last verse this morning is Luke 19.10. So we need to understand who was sent from heaven. I think we all do. Why he came, I think we all do, don't we? Then we need to understand a little bit about what is coming down the road. Future. It's a strange thing about Prophecy, because it's future history written before it takes place. Can't be changed. You mean there's a future? Yes, and it's already recorded. Amen. So a seer then can look into the future. That's what the prophets did in the the Bible. God will show them the future. Amen. Can't be changed. What we get to do is go along for their glorious trip. It all depends upon what road we're on. So the reason that Jesus came primarily was this. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. You know, it's a terrible thing to be lost. Because people, they know there's something wrong, but they don't know what it is. So they're seeking this and that, this and that. Nothing fills the soul, nothing Satisfies the heart. They're not happy. They seek fame, fortune, money. You name it, but nothing works. I know. There's only one thing that'll work. Christ indwelled the person. That is what fills the void in people's souls. That's what's wrong with people. They're lost away from God. So how can a person be saved? Well, the cross then makes it all possible. Anytime you're witnessing to anybody and you can see they're, they're hungry, they're desirous to know, always go to the cross every single time without exception. 
Because that message is what initiates the belief system for salvation. No cross, no salvation. Don't forget that. People need the Lord. There's a song we used to sing, People Need the Lord. And that's true. But you know what? After all these years, I understand we need God more today than we did in the beginning. It seems like the stronger you get, the weaker you are. It seems like the more you learn, the less you know. It seems like I should be the door greeter. It seems like there's so much in the scripture and there's so much in the vast mind of God that we all need to sit down at the feet of the master and be taught some things, don't we? Well, the Holy Spirit is our teacher and if we trust, keep our faith system intact, he will teach us. We hope you enjoyed today's message by Dr. R.L. Davis, pastor and overseer of Zineward Ministries International. If you're looking for a way to get plugged into what we are doing, you can visit our website at zwmi.com or jump over to our Facebook page at Zineward Ministries International. You can also subscribe to our podcast in other ways, such as iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you for being here and remember to keep the faith and stay in grace.